What's going on, everybody? How you doing, Josh? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's, the band is back together. Yes, it is. It's been a little while. I've been flying solo, and it's kind of a it's a lonely ride sometimes. <laughs> um, well, let's jump into it. It's been uh, a bit of a, a slow period uh, with this international break. So it went from continuous preparation uh, and analysis and and rethinking and overthinking everything for FPL team and just came to a dead stop for about a week uh, and things sort of seem to be back on track now that we're we're nearing uh, the game week five deadline so as we anticipated I'm sure many people in the FPL community did uh, we've seen a fair share of injuries to Premier League players or including Premier League players um, some of which are Popular FPL targets. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is one that sticks out. Sterling sticks out. There's, there's uh, quite a number of those. Seems like Soyuncu is is injured and so on. Plus, uh, there's COVID uh, running amok everywhere. We just found out Cristiano. Yeah, the um, international break probably wasn't the best idea right now. No, it's Especially a terrible idea. Like they're essentially playing, so they're playing Nations League, but it's essentially friendlies. Yes. Um. And there's COVID right now, so it doesn't really make sense. Um, so, for, yeah, pretty much since Cristiano got COVID, that pretty much means the Wolves team got COVID. <laughs> All of uh, Portugal. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it, – and I'm sure everyone will get tested. And the, I think the league has done a very thorough job of, um, uh, of really keeping this uh, to a, a very minimum number of players. It's – we look at here in the U.S. and the, the NFL, for example, uh, it's kind of running all over the place. There's games that are postponed um, and, and really taking a toll on a massive professional league. And Premier League hasn't hasn't really disrupted things too much. Player here or there, Mane was out for a little while, but nothing so disruptive that, um, that it means that a game needs to be moved. Yeah, currently in the... Uh, in the NFL, like I, th- I think there was a game canceled as recently as like a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, it's very consistent because of COVID, but the Prem is actually doing quite a decent job. Yeah. Uh, preventing that. Yeah. Major League, the MLS here, Major League Soccer in the U.S. Same thing. Um, games canceled and postponed and rescheduled. So, so far we've been fortunate, but guess we really won't know uh, the entire story until this weekend and we'll start to see and a, a few managers have had their press conferences today but it was just a handful uh, we've posted by the way on the let's talk soccer Instagram page um, any of the updates any team news that came from those and the remainder of the Premier League managers will have their press conferences on Friday we're recording this on a Thursday um, so tomorrow those will come it'll be interesting to get updates Managers tend to be very vague, especially the managers uh, of the teams that have our most favorite FPL assets on them, like uh, a Pep Guardiola uh, or a Klopp or someone like that. So I don't know that we'll get a ton of uh, crystal clear information from them, but hopefully we can. Um, Certainly someone like De Bruyne is a massive loss, even if it's for one game. And from everything that that I've read recently, 
Um, the, the injury, quote unquote, is being played down quite a bit. And if it is something that may sideline him, it may sideline him for just a game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more fatigue or just sort of a fatigue-related injury than anything else. If you've look at, looked at him play, um, even as far back as a couple weekends ago for City, he just he looks tired. He really, really looks tired. So maybe a little bit of rest, a little time away from his Belgian teammates and a little bit of good sleep and some recovery may, may do him wonders, and hopefully he'll be back in the squad because he is... I think a tremendous captain option. He's always a good option in fantasy. And the thing is, as much as you sort of want to see how they're doing in the uh, international break, sometimes you don't want them to play. Right. Simply just, yeah. just to rest. Yeah, it, it's kind of the the anticipation sort of flips uh, during international breaks. Normally, we're looking at the Premier League lineups to make sure that our players are actually starting. And here... And we're re- relieved when they do. And here it's almost the opposite that I, I wish that uh, that the players that I owned would be rested a little more often. Speaking of captains, let's just go through. We're going to answer. Uh, we've got quite a number of questions uh, from people related to wildcard and just game week five questions in general. So thanks, everybody, who's done that. But let's go through it and talk about uh, our top captain choices for game week five so we've talked about De Bruyne if he plays City are at home to an Arsenal team that's given up a decent amount of goals uh, and plays a style where I believe they usually play with three at the back um, which leaves a lot of opportunity for De Bruyne especially if he's playing in that number 10 role that he's been super productive in if he plays in that role and has those sorts of opportunities he could actually have quite a haul. Yeah, and he's also just consistent, which is something you need in a player, especially in a captain. Right. And we may see a return of Sergio Aguero, don't know for sure, may come off the bench. He may start and play 50 minutes or so just to get him back in, but whenever Aguero is on the pitch, that opens up a whole new set of opportunities for really any of those city attackers. Um, I, I think, obviously, Pep knows that the team's been in trouble um, from an attacking standpoint and needs somebody there that can play as a true number nine. So, yeah, um, hopefully that person, and just personally, I, I would love to see Aguero play too. All right, so De Bruyne, definitely a captain uh, target. I'll say the same for Sterling then, if Sterling is fit. I think that um, that he's a great option too. <clears throat> We've got the Merseyside Derby. Yep. Um, looks like it's the first match of game week five too. So what a way to start out. So for people that are looking to captain a player from one of those two teams, from Everton or Liverpool, and Salah is probably the most popular uh, and will be the most chosen captain, not only from that game but probably the entire game week. It's that curse of. Uh, of the first game of the game week, the early morning game on a Saturday, and there's some superstition around uh, whether or not you want to captain a player from one of those games. What's your thoughts on that? Um, there's no, there's nothing that's been proven, by the way, that uh, that that it nets you out any worse than if I think you, it's it's less of a of like a 
a thing. It's more of the it's more of the idea that you're sort of losing points throughout the game week. Right. Where if you have a captain who plays last or on a Sunday, yeah, you feel like you're gaining points on people instead of losing points without a captain. Right. Um, I I think it's perfectly fine to captain the first. Um, yeah. Okay. Not necessarily in this match though. I don't see it being an extremely high scoring game. I feel like as historically like uh as as great historically the derby is. Yeah. I feel like these are at least recently they've always been kind of just boring games for like nil nil, one one. Not necessarily something you'd want your captain to be involved in. The thing that is so unique about this season, and we've posted some stats related to this, is just how many goals are being scored. It's been, it's it's a a large uh, difference between the first four game weeks of this season and the first four of any other season. And, and think about it too: there's less games that have been played because there were four teams that didn't play in game week one. So there's there's a couple of games less there that weren't played. Um, so I, I just don't know. Normally I would agree with you. I would think that um, Everton's defense can be strong at times. Liverpool has had a pretty phenomenal defense, especially last season and the season before that. And certainly they just allowed seven and almost eight, nine, and ten probably. Uh, if, the, if, if Villa could finish more than... Yeah, Watkins hit the 10. crossbar once, and yeah, could have been a a, a, a double digit um, goals conceded. Um, so I don't know. I I, I would say um, between De Bruyne and Salah, all things being equal, if De Bruyne's fit, I think I'd lean in favor of De Bruyne. But I would certainly have Salah as my vice captain. Yeah, that's fair. Now, for those that may want a captain, Salah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's always reliable. Because the thing is, you you have to think he's. I think pretty much every season he's been in the prem, he averages. He will. He finished the season with the highest points pretty much every season, right? Or at least like in the on the Top podium. Or, yeah. yeah. So, we can never really go wrong there. No. Uh, I have a couple other captain ideas. Okay. So two, for two from Spurs. Okay. That go against West Ham. You have. Sonny. Yep. And you have Harry Kane. Yep. Um, they've been great so Agreed. far. Yes. And then I have a curveball. Ooh, I love curveball. From Chelsea, Ooh. I have Jorginho. Interesting. Because I, because I swear, I think they've gotten like five pens already. Yeah. And it's the idea that, because if they're averaging over a pen a game, right? It's the idea where if you needed, if you you just need a delivery, you just need one spot kick out of ninety minutes, and it's pretty much going to happen if there's any contact on them. What a differential that would be too. It's just. <clears throat> It's. I like it. I it's like just, it. it's just sort of a curveball that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily think, but like he just scored two goals against. Uh, I don't remember who they played last, but he scored two pens. Yeah, and um, certainly penalty kicks are a pretty popular thing. Yeah, I think the season. average this season has been almost yeah. double last season. Oh, or it's outrageous! Like that. It's outrageous! Yeah, um, I forget what we posted something about that, but it's been insane. Um, okay, so we like De Bruyne, we like Saul. I'll say Mane too. Mane's back from his little COVID isolation. I'm sure he is chomping at the bit, um, ready to get out there and play. And if you if you believe in uh, that past results can predict future success, we all know that, um, or many of us know that Salah is kind of the guy that you look to when he's playing at home 
for the goals and the FPL points, and Mane's the one for the away game. So Mane could be, for those that own him, could be uh, an excellent option. He will be fully fit, probably fitter than most, and a good option. The good thing about Salah, too, um, is he didn't have any international duty. So he was just there training and resting and recovering and everything. So he may be a good get. What about an Everton player? You think Calvert-Lewin is... <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's been a monster lately. Yeah. And with Liverpool's shaky defense, I would right. say, it's not a bad formula, especially considering how many just... Yeah. They, how many just shots they allow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they seem to... They're starting to show that they're, like... Obviously, they're great players, mm. but they not necessarily have the great defense they're supposed to have, where yeah. if Van Dyke doesn't perform in the game, then sort of everything collapses, considering they're very attacking fullbacks. Uh-huh. That, honestly, relative to their standard of what they're supposed to be at, they can't defend. No, they're not great. And I mean, Joe Gomez uh, not really performing either. Right. It leaves it leaves him vulnerable to a, like a hot sort of two players of Hamas and Calvert Lewin. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think um, you know the international breaks are kind of form killers. A lot of time, I don't really buy into uh, players that that score or play well uh, and sort of produce FPL um, FPL focused sorts of uh, stats and you know, things like um, assists, things that would get FPL points or or at least kind of point in that direction. Um, it's just, it's different. It's a completely different team. Um, it's different competition. So I don't, I don't really buy into that. But I do think that for someone like a Calvert-Lewin who went and played with England, I think um, I think that this could maybe really slow his form down. He had such a hot foot. Um, and it'll be interesting to see his if he has a return to form going into uh, into the derby, so um, but I think he's a he wouldn't be one of my top captain choices, but um, he certainly could be. Um, you mentioned Chelsea. I don't really see any captain options there. Yes, uh, what uh, Werner had, what a goal and an assist. I think for Germany, I think Havertz might have had uh, a return or two as well. Again, different team, different competition altogether so um i'm not hanging my my hopes on him I, I don't own him anymore we don't own him anymore but for those that do i wouldn't say get rid of him but i certainly wouldn't say captain yeah anybody. captain is a very uh it's a very prestigious thing yeah that you need to choose very carefully um yeah and also you need to you need to pick consistent players with your captain that's why it's important to usually pick between one or two players that you know right. will generally get you a return yeah. every game week. Yeah, the flip-flopping and the chasing captains is doesn't ever seem to really work out in our favor. Uh, Manchester United are away to Newcastle. Um, any oh, captain I have options? a great captain. St. Maximin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Against that United yeah. defense? Put St. Maximin <laughs> against Harry Maguire. Yeah. The fridge won't move. Maguire's just had a nightmare of a couple of weeks. Yeah, he, you have to think that... I don't see it getting any better either. Um, just I think having Maguire is just a liability for any team, and having that against, oh, actually like a, a pretty decent attack that's very quick. Wilson now. You have Wilson. You have Saint Maximin. You have Almiron. 
Yeah. You have a lot of Fraser creating some You have a lot of speed going forward. Yeah. Against a shaky attack that Yeah. That's hasn't been or a shaky defense that hasn't been good lately. Could be decent. Yeah, I I think um what I, I I'm nervous about that uh United defense and like I said Maguire has just you know like I don't know what's going on with him but um last couple of games for United has looked horrible. He was sent off had, what two yellows in uh England's game yesterday. I mean, he is just you know creating all kinds of bad news for his teams and I don't know if what's going on with him and from what I've heard too um, it's a sort of a split dressing room there at United too, where supposedly um, Bruno called Maguire out. Um, I guess it was in the game week four match, and then Bruno was taken off very early in that game, maybe at the half. Uh, apparently there was sort of a dust-up there in the, the dressing room for that, and now apparently too uh, a lot of the players are starting to uh, – Kind of insinuate that um, that OGS has lost the team, and so that doesn't usually make for a very strong performance. But you've got to think United have to bounce back at some point, and maybe the time away um, is what they needed to kind of let the dust settle a little bit and go do their thing. I wouldn't recommend captain captaining. Um, a United player, it, it seems tempting, but until I can see something um, promising for them, I don't know that I would. It's, yeah, it's too risky, especially with... And Martial's with, out, too. With no real... um, There's no real person that sort of sticks out as, yes, no. that's a captain option that I'm confident Maybe in. Rashford, his form hasn't been terrible, um, but I, I think there's better options... Um, yeah, Sun and Kane, who uh, Spurs are home to West Ham, I think those are great options. Uh, I think this matchup probably favors Kane a little bit better. Um, Kane's been looking great. I mean, he's become uh, he's become Kevin De Bruyne like with all these assists that he's had uh, the past few weeks. But I think I would lean towards him as a captain more so than Sun. But certainly, Sun is a great option. What else? I think that's really about it. This this week doesn't um, doesn't really shout a, a lot of like so many captain options that it's going to be uh, a, a tough choice. I think as you've brought up a couple times now, there might be some interesting differential options, but I think there's just a handful of sort of the premium players that I would consider um, captaining. So. I think that's it for our, our captain talk. Let's jump into this wild card talk. And <clears throat> there's a lot of players, uh, a lot of FPL managers who uh, decided to activate their wild cards, or at least it seems that way, through social media, including our Instagram page. So uh, we asked people to submit questions. We'll go ahead and start talking about those here. Um, Grealish or Zaha? And really, these questions not only are for wild cards, just everything in teams, general. but <clears throat> yeah. Um, I would go for Grealish. Um, Zaha is very spotty. Uh, he's not really getting the opportunities. The underlying stats don't look fantastic for him. And Grealish is on pens. He's on a team that is really confident and believing himself, especially coming after after uh, a 7-2 beatdown. Yeah, they're actually like... It, it sounds weird, but if you 
if you look across all leagues, they're probably one of the best teams in the world right now. Yeah. Villa. Based on that performance, um, there's McGinn is back and healthy, and he's creating all kinds of things. I actually like McGinn as an, as an option, an alternative to um, Potence, for example. Um, but I would go with Grealish. Personally. I would also go with Grealish. I think um, there's just a lot of upside to that. Uh, next question. Dump Trent to make space for Luca Dean and Castagna. Um, I guess he's planning to get rid of Trent plus another player and bring those two in. Uh, if that's the case, I don't know who the second player is that you're getting rid of, so it really becomes a question of are the two outgoing players – going to do you think yield less or more FPL points over whatever period of time you're you're looking at it for if you're wild carding I'm assuming it's for a longer term period than just game week five so our Trent and that other defender that's not named here potentially going to earn more points than uh, Dean and Castagna so that's always how I like to evaluate those sorts of things um, in isolation if it's Trent for either Dean or Castagna, I would probably say no. I don't think so. Um, unless getting the, the whatever, one and a half, two million pounds worth of money back will enable you to upgrade another part of your team that will really noticeably help you too. So um, it's hard to make these decisions in isolation sometimes because it's about what are, what are all of the 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 pieces that are sort of moving around there yeah um, when, you're, when you're thinking about making your or making transfers it's a lot of these comments um some, sometimes we get are kind of one-dimensional thinking yes. um just uh, perfect way to put it like player for player when in yeah. reality it's more team for team right where you need to focus on this player might be better if you're comparing to the player you get rid of but will that change in the team affect anything else that'll hurt you yeah no i think that is the the perfect way to put that for sure um next question oh so to answer that i think we kind of did but i wouldn't uh, unless there's a really compelling reason why if it's just that um that liverpool have conceded a number of goals lately then i don't know i i think um I still think that they're going to come good. I still think that Trent and Robertson are too good of players uh, where to the, the point where they will begin to produce the kinds of returns that, that got them their high FPL prices in the first place. Uh, next question is Chilwell or Regulon? Uh, Chilwell could be hurt. He's got plantar fasciitis, and it seems like that's been bugging him so I would certainly wait until um, Lampard's press conference to see if we can get any sort of updates on that. So that may actually make the decision for you. But from what I've heard, and I didn't really watch him much, I think Raylon played quite well for Spurs. Yeah, he showed um, some performance. <clears throat> so, uh, and Spurs are playing well, probably better than Chelsea are right now at the moment. So, um, and I'd imagine he'd be a little bit of a differential too. So I say say take the chance on him. Uh, McCarthy or Martinez in goal? Um, honestly, coin flip, in my opinion. Um, 
just looking at their fixtures coming up. Uh, actually, Villa have the more favorable fixtures, I think. I would go with him unless, and think down the road a little bit, will that prevent you from getting a third Villa player? Does he take up a spot that you may want to fill with your third Villa player at some point? Uh, or is he an important part of that? So, for instance, if you wanted Watkins, um, Grealish, and McGinn, or Kansa, or someone like that, Mings, does having Martinez um, provide a little bit of a problem? If not, I would go Martinez. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think he's. I think Martinez slightly edges it for me. And I think he's just on, currently right now, a better playing team. Yes, I agree. Um, Potence or Neto? I hate when people answer these like this, but I would say neither. I think there's too much uncertainty right now. I don't think Wolves knows exactly like a lot of teams right now, exactly how they want to line up, uh, exactly what the right combination of players are, uh, still trying to find their form. So I would actually uh, point this person in the direction of, who I just mentioned a minute ago, McGinn. Again, if it doesn't take up a valuable spot. But I think McGinn is looking good. Did you look at his stats? He's looking good. He's only 5.5 million. Remember, with these 5.5 million players, you can't expect a ton from them. You're not going to get... Uh, Polisic-type returns or Salah-esque types of returns from these guys. Every three or four games, if you get a return, I think that's it's, pretty it's realistic. It's something that you need to expect. You can't have too high of expectations. Right. And also, I think McGinn's turning into a player that is not a player where you're thinking, like, well, down the road, what if? Because I think he is one of the players that you already have in your team, if that makes right. sense. Right, right. The, the, to me, the $5.5 or lower player um, is one that you should be comfortable benching whenever you need to, uh, if you've got better players uh, to start, and feel okay about if uh, they're first on your bench to get subbed in. I think just having some certainty of starts is one of the most important features in a, um, a, a player like that. So, um, and I think McGinn is a pretty nailed-on starter, too. <clears throat> or Jorginho. Uh, I think he could be another one. I think Suchek. He was sort of the, the most popular choice in that, um, that price point, as was um, St. Maximum, back at the beginning of the season, all the way back that long ago. Um, seems longer than it has been, but um, Suchek is super involved. And, yes, West Ham's fixtures are kind of ugly right now, but... Um, They've shown that they can score against anybody, especially with Antonio in there. So uh, and Suchek is certainly in the middle of, of everything that's going on with that team. So I think you've got better options than um, the Wolves midfielders, IMO. Uh, let's see. Is buying the whole Dream Team a good idea for a wild card? Uh, sure. Uh, remember, these are... These are based on past performances, right? And, of course, you want to take some of that in consideration as far as form goes and things like that. But um, that team will obviously sort of evolve uh, and players will change in and out as the season goes on. I'm not even – I mean, I can probably guess most of the players on there. But let's see let's see who we're talking about here. Just uh, give a little context to everyone. I don't like that they call it now the kings of the game week. 
personally. I understand why, because it's sponsored, but I just like Dream Team. Um, okay, so here's who we have in the Dream Team right now. We've got Martinez in goal, Castagna, Cresswell, and Sice in the back. Four midfielders, Son, Sala, Grealish, and James. And up front, we've got Kane, Calvert-Lewin, and Wilson. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that's a pretty solid team. I would probably switch Wilson out for uh, Watkins. I think, uh, as Josh said a minute ago, um, Villa are a hot team right now, and I think they're only going to get better. We saw this from them. If you remember, we've talked about this a few times, and this is the reason why we chose Martinez as our goalkeeper this season is because of how well their defense played during um, during Project Restart, and now we're starting to see it on the attacking side too. And so I think that um, investment in Villa players is a good thing. So I would I would lose Wilson and bring in um, Watkins, which of course gives you a little extra money too to maybe bolster up your your bench a little bit. And I'm not sure about Cresswell simply. Um, for the reason that, um, I mean, you look at the next three fixtures for West Ham, it's Spurs away, City at home, and Liverpool away. <clears throat> there will be goals in that for sure. So I think you've got some other options in there that, that may be better. But um, all in all, I think that's a pretty solid team. I agree. Be careful with Sice. There's rumors that he may not... Um, keep his starting position, so uh, that is definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Mopé or Wilson? I would go with Mopé. Uh, I agree. More, There's just more activity being created by, um, by Brighton, and they, too, kind of remind me of Austin Villa. Younger team, lots of confidence, playing really, really well, despite some unfortunate losses even. And I think that will continue. Um, yeah, I just think Mopé's the, the better way to go simply because uh, Newcastle just don't create the, the chances that Wilson would need that I would want um, from one of my strikers. Ziyech and Bale, previously injured players in general. I guess he's just asking, are they worth getting? Um, I would wait. I mean, certainly you could take a chance. Uh, I do think Bale will see the pitch at some point this weekend for sure. Don't know that he'll start. I think that even just because, you know, Mourinho loves a good show. My guess is that um, even if Bale could start, he'd probably bring him on in the game just to kind of make a spectacle of it. Um, but but I think – and I'd, I'd honestly, I'd want to see – I'd want to see how both of them play. Um, we haven't really seen Bale play in a long time. Yeah, Played even a- even when you go back, not just at Spurs, but yeah. pretty much for near enough a whole season. Yeah. We haven't seen him play. So I, I would want to see that. That's a decent amount of money. I think he's, what, $9.5 or so. Um, I would want to wait. Um, Ziyech, um, I would be more comfortable taking him than Bale right now, for sure. But honestly, I would probably want to see them both play. Um, I would say Polisic is probably a better option than all three of those right now. At least he's he's played a little bit recently. And a good thing, too, is that the U.S., 
didn't have uh, any international games, so Pulisic should be nice and fit for everyone. Certainly we're hoping so because he's in our team. Uh, let's see. Can Watkins continue to be a decent player for FPL? We've talked about that. Yeah, I think he can be. Um, I think he I think he will be. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Someone asked us how we've been. Hey, man, we've been good. Yeah, we've been good. Life has been good. Thank you for asking. It's nice when, when people ask us things like that. Um, what would be the best system? Number one, uh, expensive defenders with um, with the rest. Um, oh no, what was he saying? Expensive defenders with rest, all expensive midfielders and Kane DCL, or having a balanced squad without any bench options. Um, okay, so we've got a, I guess three different. Choices there, expensive defenders, expensive midfield um, with Kane and DCL, and then um, a, a crap bench, basically. Um, I would say somewhere in the middle there. I think a balanced squad needs to be had. And this brings up a good point. Guys, you have to have a playing bench. You just have to. We just talked about it at the beginning of this podcast all of the, the threats to all of the players that that we um, want in our teams and that we have in our teams, this COVID stuff isn't going to go away. And so even if a player feels well and tests positive or ex- exposed to someone for long enough that's positive, we're going to lose those players. Uh, and we may lose multiple players from the same team depending on the exposure. So uh, a couple of things related to that. One is I would want all three of my outfield players that are on the bench to be regular starters. And that's where like a Suchek um, comes in handy. We've got some great Kyle Walker, Peters, Lamptey, someone like that, Uh, cheap defenders. And then um, now Brewster is a real option. So at a minimum, I would have players like that on my bench. And then in terms of my bench goalkeeper, I would either want one of the four and a half million pound goalkeepers that I could rotate if I needed to uh, with my usual number one, or I would have the backup goalkeeper to on whatever team my starting goalkeeper is on. So for instance, with Martinez, that would be Steer. I think that's the main one that uh, like the majority of teams yeah. have right now. Yeah. Uh, if you have McCarthy, it would be um, Forster. If you had Ryan, I think it's Steele. Um, the only thing about with Villa is, um, I think Tom Heaton is nearing a return, so I'm curious to know if maybe he moves to the number two. We have Nyland, or had Nyland, and now he's been um, out on loan, I think. So we need to do something about that, and I kind of want to wait to see if maybe um, Heaton comes back at the number two, because if he has, then we can just take care of that at some point. But um, really, really important, I think, to have a full bench. Yeah, I think honestly that's probably one of the most important things because, especially with the uncertainty of anyone, just yep. having two points. Yep, that's much better than just not even knowing if that person yeah. is going to play. Yep. Well, and the great thing too is that um, there's so many inexpensive players now that are are getting even more than you know just two points usually out of their game. So that's that's an even better thing. We'll see how Brewster does it at Sheffield United. I don't have. Super high hopes for him, but if he becomes a regular starter, then 
that's really all you can ask for out of a out of the lowest priced forward in the game is just starts and and two points uh, with the occasional return here there and he may get some of those returns while he's on your bench and that's just sort of uh, the nature of the beast as they say but um, really really important because not only may certain players be um, be sort of sidelined by something like COVID, but if it's widespread enough, they may postpone games, just like we were talking about that's happened here in the U.S. We may see that happen. So if you have a couple or maybe three players from one team that is that has their game postponed, then what do you do? You need You need all of that bench at that point, which then brings up one other point that I've been wanting to make is maybe it's not that smart to triple up on players from teams, uh, from the same team. So um, you, you kind of want that spread around, right? Balance in everything. Balance in your financial life. Balance uh, in your diet. Balance in your FPL team. That is sort of the, the slow and steady way to go, and slow and steady wins the race more often than not. So um, I would I would recommend that. What do you think about that, Josh? I completely agree. Awesome. Especially with your financial life. <laughs> All right. Some more questions here. Let us see. Uh, is wild card a good idea? Here's the, the answer that we always give. Um, it depends. And there's a lot of questions in FPL where that those same two words apply. It depends. So in this case, it de- really depends on this. How many transfers do you want to make, do you need to make? Um, so first, map that out. C, how big of a hit would I take if I just made the transfers? No wild card activated, no free hit. If I just were to make these transfers on my own, what size is that hit? And then ask yourself, is that a hit that I'm willing to absorb? Or am I not willing to take that hit, but I still want or need these players? If the answer is, I could manage that hit, I could take it okay uh, and save my wild card till later, then you've got your answer. If your response is, that hit is too big and I want or need these players, then the wild card is for you. There's not a perfect time to play the wild card, but that's that's sort of my criteria for that. Yeah, it's re- it really does. Yeah, as you said, it's really just dependent on like the circumstances you're in, right? Like at the moment mm-hmm. when you're when you need to use it, um, and you really just have to consider if that's really like your best option over taking a hit. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Question: Transfer out Alexander Arnold and Sice. Get more funds to upgrade my midfield is a good idea. Um, here's another one. It depends. Uh, it depends on like we said earlier. Um, who's coming in to replace him? What what changes are you planning to make? Look at the team that you have now, the team that has Alexander Arnold and Sice in it, um, and compare that to the team that you, you're thinking about building without those two in it, but with an upgraded midfield, and look to see if um, if you think which team may uh, have the better chance at the points. What I would do too is I would go on to Fantasy Football Hub and they have an awesome predicted points tool. And I would go in and I would plug in all of my players um, and keep track of how many predicted points they get. And you can look at it for um, 
game week five only, or you can look at it uh, for five through 12. Um, you can go that far out and look to see and, and see uh, kind of let that help make your, your decision a little bit. Um, like Josh said earlier, uh, one dimensional is not good. Um, so look at that, look at the projected points, look at some of the Opta stats, look at upcoming fixtures, look at team stats, uh, are the players, the, the midfielders you want to bring in, uh, the teams that they're going up against, what are their defenses like, right? And see, is this the kind of, and, and just do some, some analysis on that. I think that would be a good idea. Um, someone asked if Alzate is a good differential. He could be fine. I'd prefer Basuma. Uh, Basuma just gets more touches, I think maybe 10 to 15 more touches a game than Alzate does. Um, so he would be my choice. Uh, let's see, what to do with KDB? He's flagged. I would wait until the press conference. Listen, I wouldn't hold my breath thinking that Pep is going to um, is going to give us too much information, but um, he may say De Bruyne is definitely out. He has said things like that in the past, so... Um, so we shall see. Let's see what other questions. Um, keep Mitchell from Palace. I heard PVA is back. Yeah, we've seen the tweet in the post where somebody asked uh, Van Anholt if he's back, and Van Anholt actually responded, which is pretty cool, and said, I'm back. We don't know what that means. That that doesn't mean he's back in the starting 11. That, that really can mean he's back in training and I think he's getting ba back. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the case. I think he's back in training and it's non-contact team drill. So probably means he'll be back soon. I don't know if he'll be back in game week five, but um, I would certainly have the funds somewhere to replace Mitchell at some point because once Van Inholt's back, no matter how good Mitchell might have is doing or has done for his team, um, you know, can't really argue with Van Anholt. But maybe there's a choice, too. I've heard that, or a chance, too. I've heard that uh, Van Anholt is being considered uh, as maybe more of kind of left winger for the team, and maybe Mitchell keeps his spot. I don't know if that's um, real or not, but I suppose anything's possible. Um, but I don't think you need to waste a transfer on, on Mitchell just yet. Uh, let's see if there's any other question. You think Mars will start regularly for City? More often than not, but not, I don't know what by regularly means, uh, certainly not consistently, but with injured uh, teammates, I think he certainly has a good chance. And he's one of those players where if you have him, you just need to get comfortable with the fact that um, he may play two out of every three games. He'll probably in the third game probably see a little bit of time, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 15 or so, and the occasional game where he won't play at all. But uh, in the games he does play, we've seen this guy in no time at all can have a goal and assist. Yeah, he's a um, monster. Yeah, and he's on corners from one of the sides. Um, I, he could be a real good differential. You just need to be okay with the fact that uh, – he's not going to start every game and that he may not play um, one here or there. Yeah, it really depends on what you consider regularly. Especially in FPL, that probably means near enough every game. Yeah. And you might have to accept that that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions about De Bruyne. We talked about that. Uh, thoughts on Grealish? We kind of mentioned him. Yes. Um, I think 
I've been really impressed. He seems last year he frustrated me when I owned him because Villa were getting beaten usually, and you could see him getting frustrated because he gets fouled so much. He was getting frustrated towards the end of games and um, would be on bonus points up until the 89th or 90th minute, and then he'd do just a stupid foul out of frustration on someone and would lose any chance at, at bonus. So, um, But now I think he's matured a little bit. He's really taken that leadership position. Yeah, I think he's a good, um, I think he's a good option. Uh, who to captain? We've already answered that. Um, sub in Brewster for Mitchell. This will be our last question. Um, sure. Uh, I think there's a lot more upside to um, to attackers than there is for defenders. Quite honestly, um, you know, if it was sub in Brewster for Castagna. I think that's a different question, but um, for Mitchell, yeah, what do you got to lose? Yeah, sure. you also have to think, especially just considering the position, like positionally wise, a, an attacker can have a terrible game, but just have one good thing, get six points. If a defender has a great game for eighty nine minutes, has one mistake, yep. that's two points. So it, it's a lot more rewarding for less consistency. I an attacker. I concur. Um, so we have. Just before this um, this podcast started, we hit 39,000 followers on the nose, guys. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, we think that there's going to be a really cool, really big announcement coming, so we're just waiting for some details to be ironed out, but you guys will be the first to know if it does. It'll be really, really cool uh, for the Let's Talk Soccer community, the FPL community, so that's something um cool and on the horizon hopefully soon too let's end this with going through our team for game week five at least as it stands now tempted as i was telling josh to uh to make a transfer or two it just seems like something fun um that would also be worthwhile hopefully but here's who we've got um here's how we're lined up right now so martinez and goal uh they're away to lesser city Alexander Arnold away to Everton. We've got um, both Justin and Castagna who are home to Austin Villa. We've got Sala right now as our vice captain. Potence, Polisic, De Bruyne as our captain, and James. And then we've got Jimenez and Calvert Lewin up top. And our bench is Brewster, Lamptey, and Mitchell in that order. So what I'd like to think about doing maybe is replacing Jimenez and Potence, actually. Jimenez with Watkins and or maybe Mopai um, and Potence with possibly Grealish or someone along those lines. Um, but that'll be a conversation after the pod. Yes. And we shall see. All right, guys, I think that's going to do it. Um, I think we covered a lot. Of, yeah, we pretty much covered every single question yes. that you could have. Yeah, and, yeah, and as well as some other stuff. Yeah, I think that was good. Always fun to do this with my son. So we will try to make this a more regular occurrence than it has been in the past. But, guys, wish you all the best in Game Week 5. You know where to find the information that you want. Go to the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Um, as these managers' press conferences are going on, we'll update everything. I've got a, a meeting or two that I might be in, but I'll try to 
sneak those updates when I can. Um, and we wish you guys nothing but green arrows. So keep chasing after those. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace. Goodbye.